This is Dungeon Not Included, the actual play podcast for the adventurous listener. Welcome back to Dungeon Not Included, where we are playing Tears of a Machine. We had our exciting volleyball episode last episode. <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to get some big robot fights, I guess. So That's the goal. That's the goal anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the, the big volleyball focus of last episode does mean that uh, your, your group uh, uh, got to run some other people through their paces and stretch your legs a little bit. Why don't we do what I always like to do when I kick off a session and just ask everybody to take a quick look at their character sheet. And I just want you to kind of read through the identity, you know, the first sentence of your character. So uh, Noah X, who are you? I'm that fearless refugee who's good at empathizing, discovering, and deceiving. Justice very, matters to me. Very good. Very good. Salem, who are you? Uh, I am Salem Byrne, a 20-year-old holistic outsider pilot, good at discovering, shooting, and disturbing. Very good. Very good. All right. And Fatima, who are you? I am Fatima Shervani, a 19-year-old brash troublemaker Good at intruding, fighting, and protecting. Excellent. Good. I always like to do this kind of like a little bit of a refresh to get things uh, get things going. Because today we're going to have uh, even more fun because we're going to have to start looking at that the lower half of those character sheets. Uh, because it's time for a big robot fight. Mm -hmm. um, so as you uh, remember kind of from the, the structure of the game, scenes have uh, beats basically kind of like the, the significance of the scene. And the more important the scene, the more beats it takes up. We started out with uh, six beats at the beginning. We've ticked our way through them with a series of, of actions. So now we are at what is called the crisis of the episode. You know, every episode has to have a crisis. And in the case of the Tears of a Machine, most of the time, that means a giant robot attack. Uh, could be other things. Maybe it is a really intense volleyball tournament or a, a huge argument or just people, you know, punching each other. But I think we all know what we're, we're here to see tonight. So let's, uh, let's get into that. Um, so uh, let's see. We kind of settled things up a little bit with uh, uh, Noah. And uh, uh, well, basically, you're trying to patch up some relationships in order to uh, reduce the, the troubles that you were under. Um, I know that uh, that was really more Fatima's deal, right? So, uh, that I had uh, troubles? I had troubles. Yes. yes. Yes, you do have several troubles, actually. Hmm. All right. That'll be, that'll, so we might still have to contend with those later. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. So for right now, um, after all of that, you know, back and forth and trying to meet up and talk things through with Marta, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you're back in class. You're back going through your ordinary day. Um, when I say class, I mean, you're all, you know, uh, uh, um, of an age that you're preparing for sort of your professional career, whether that's continuing on in the preservation force or that's trying to find something else to do. So a lot of the career counseling is like, you know, Hey, what are you going to do with your, with your, uh, uh, the rest of your life? You kind of have an advantage over other, 
you know, people your age because, hey, you are connected to probably the best funded organization left in the world with access to the highest technology, which is why a lot of people who sort of come up in the preservation force stay there because, you know, it's it's comfortable. It's 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 nice at the top. Um, that, of course, does come with with, uh, well, the trade off. Um, as uh, you know, as your uh, professor works his way through, you know, a, a course about uh, infrastructure management, that seems to be a thing that they 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 really want to hammer home to you. Um, there is an alarm that sounds throughout the academy buildings. Um, everybody, you know, quickly takes a look down at their their link devices, you know, their little smartphones, and uh, you know, begin looking to see, okay, who's on order for what, who's being called up to, you know, the professor immediately quiets down, steps back, as uh, the, um, you know, what was the the blackboard switches over to a view screen, um, on which you can see, uh, you know, the, the, the commander, the, um, um, you know, the, the uh, uh, command deck and all the support staff now kind of running back and forth behind him kind of in in outline of that. So Commander Merrick, I'm sorry, she, Commander Merrick, um, you know, makes the announcement that uh, a Ven attack is underway, that, um, you know, the, we are going to be moving uh, to uh, uh, defend against this attack and for all Saint pilots to immediately report for deployment uh, at the uh, uh, at the hangar levels. Um, so, in addition to the three of you jumping up, of course, uh, the other pilots from uh, uh, your uh, uh, let's see here from Able Company also step away from their desks, and um, you know, the six of you start rushing your way through the hallways. Uh, Everybody knows when a pilot's coming, so they all step aside out of the way and let you through the uh, the hallways of the uh, the academy. Um, your link buzzes with you know where you need to be and all that sort of thing in case you suddenly forgot how to walk to the nearest elevator and ride it down to the bottom floor. You know everyone's being very very uh, efficient in supporting this effort as you you make your way there. Uh, once the six of you are standing in the elevator uh, together, uh, <laughs> Samantha. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Samantha, Vikas, and Heike all sort of take up position, leaning against one wall of uh, the elevator, kind of leaving room for the three of you to lean against the other wall opposite them. Um, yeah, Samantha uh, shoots you a dirty look <laughs> and then picks up her own link and starts reading through what's being uh, uh, presented there from the commander, sort of a pre-mission briefing. Anybody want to say anything before we, uh, we hit the, uh, the bottom deck? Uh, I'm going to uh, read the room as being a little awkward and be like a smug little kid who, not kid, but you know, smug bastard who shouldn't, uh, doesn't really need to take a leadership position right now and say, hey, hey, we're all got this. We're all, we're all on the same team here. <sighs> yes, yeah, same team. You're right. Samantha look, you know, looks up at the three of you and says, oh, but wait. Separate deployments, so maybe not the same team. She holds up her um, link and, and holds it over to you, and it indicates that uh, Able Company will be actually operating separate from the family for this uh, operation. Uh, guess we'll uh, see you on the other side. The door to the elevator slides open. The three of them rush out to their locker room, and three of you uh, are, you know, led over to your locker room. 
now there are technicians buzzing around, you know, there, there, there are emergency lights flashing on all the walls down here. You know, they, they funnel you over to your little cubicles where you open up your lockers and you put on your launch suits. Um, you know, it's kind of like a scuba suit, but it's got all this like extra padding on it, you know, for, for impact concerns if you end up rattling around inside uh, uh, your saint. <laughs> they uh, then march you out quickly to um, the launch decks. Um, now, over the loudspeakers and so on, there are announcements coming from uh, Commander Merrick. Um, and you're starting to get like, you know, the picture of what's been going on. So your um, uh, ARCS was uh, on its way to, um, you know, to meet up basically with um, uh, the, um, what is it? The, the, the ARCS under construction in Philadelphia. Um, you know, the ARCS Ocker, the one that's uh, sort of under construction and soon to be launched. Uh, you're, you know, that's what this whole commemoration event is about, you know, is, is you being present for that. So Ocker is still under construction and is considered a pretty high value target, it's expected by the Ven. But not only that, um, there's a lot of supplies and equipment and so on flowing into Philadelphia in order to support that construction effort. So the Ven have launched their attack and are, you know, deployed their robotic units from, uh, you know, from orbit uh, uh, and above. And so the plan is to separate the Saint companies into two different groups. One will fly directly to the Ark's Ocker to form a defensive perimeter there. And the other will actually be launched out to meet a transport convoy that's on its way to uh, Philadelphia now, which has now become a target of you know, the Venn attack force. That's going to be you guys. The three of you going to launch out and, and uh, uh, meet up with that transport convoy and basically see them safely to Philadelphia. Um, so once you're in your flight suits, uh, they put a little little golden crown on your head, the halo that connects your mind up to the Neuralink system that uh, works through the Saint. They uh, uh, step you into these big tanks, which start to fill up with suspension gel which is, you know, warmed to skin temperature in order to help balance out sensory deprivation and all that kind of thing. And it also thickens to be impact resistant because uh, you're going to be flying very fast speeds. You're going to be, you know, thrown around in several hundred tons of metal. So they want to try and do what they can to cushion you against that any uh, uh, nasty impact. Now, of course, you can't breathe that stuff. So they actually put a respirator over your mouth and begin uh, pumping in an oxygenated fluid that you'll have to breathe, which is also uncomfortable and unfortunate. But uh, hey, it's what's got to be done to keep uh, keep your fragile human body safe as you are loaded into your saint. The uh, you know capsule is closed over your head and you start going through your meditation exercises to relax yourself. You start to drift away, you know, falling asleep. You know, there's like rumbling noises that are somewhere outside that you can't quite make out. And then um, you wake up gradually, slowly. Um, it's not the kind of waking up where you open your eyes. It's the kind of waking up where like sort of the whole world starts to materialize around you and in all sorts of different ways. One of the gifts of being in a saint is that it has a, a sensor array suite that's really unlike anything a human being experiences. I mean, yes, you can see things, you can hear things, 
but you can also just sort of break down the chemical composition of anything around you. You can recognize uh, sounds just through the tremors that they cause in the surface that you're standing on. You know, you, you have uh, the ability to see x-rays if you want to. You know, all of that stuff is there, but filtered through years of training so that your brain can process this wave of sensory information that comes washing in. And then there's the physical sensation, just all of this energy and power and so on that's sort of, you know, standing behind you uh, at the ready. Um, you recognize that you now weigh, you know, several hundred tons, you are a gigantic metal machine, but you know you can move just as deftly and easily as, you know, as, as you could uh, uh, when you were on the volleyball court earlier. You know, there's these gigantic weapons, you know, that are they're, uh, uh, fixed to your, your uh, back or, you know, held in your holsters, um, you know, but you are perfectly uh, uh, ready and able to, you know, lift a gun the size of a, you know, of a, of a truck and wave it around. So why don't we take a quick moment and introduce your saints before you launch? So tell me your saint's name. Uh, go ahead and yeah, just read off the saint portion of your character uh, uh, sheet. Let's start with Noah. I have, let's see, oh, my, the pilot, I pilot the saints to go. To, to, I'm hearing a little feedback. I'm not sure who that's on. Oh. I don't know. It starts when I unmute myself, but I have headphones plugged Weird. in, so I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Well, well, uh, I pilot the Saint Tagana in a family company. I didn't update this from after we named ourselves. Family company. I equip Tiamat Missile Array for mass destruction. Shadowgate for teleportation through mysterious planes. I think that's what that full sentence is. Probably. Um... Our mysterious plane and the brain gun, which uh, projects my mind into a remote target. Excellent, excellent. So during this operation, you are Tigana. Um, it's not just you know a, a call sign. It is your saint, and right now you are the brain inside the saint's body. Tigana is your body, so that's why you'll be referred to as Tigana during the deployment. Okay, Salem, tell us about your saintly form. Uh, so I've changed the design a little bit since last time because I was looking up different kinds of shrikes. Um, so I pilot the Saint Shrike in Family Company. I equip an RTMS bow for long range, screamers for medium range, and skates for evasion. Uh, I decided to go with like a crimson-breasted shrike design, so like the front of the saint has like bright red and then the back is like black with like white stripes along the arms uh and my helmet is like shaped like a bird's head That's cool. those are good design choices i i approve <laughs> all you. right very good so shrike we are settled fatima tell us about your saint uh, i pilot the saint mischief in family company. Uh, I am equipped with spike arc generators, which create lightning balls. Uh, I have an interposing shield for blocking damage and archangel wings for flight. Okay, good. So the three of you, um, the three of you uh, um, step up to the launch platforms, um, basically a gigantic mass driver uh, uh, cannon. Uh, there are rocket uh, boosters that are uh, attached to the backs of your saints. And with uh, the, the announcement that you were, you know, for everyone to basically 
<laughs> prepare for launch, uh, you are fired out of there like, you know, the most expensive bullet uh, fired out of a gigantic gun that runs the entire length of the arcs. So all of that just whips by around you and you are screaming through the air at, you know, at, at Mach 3. Um, this is one of those times where, where it, you kind of know, you, you, you instinctively know a lot of things being in a saint. You know without all those defensive measures in place, you would black out right away. But thanks to all the, you know, the fluid being pumped into your lungs and the, uh, um, the current running through that suit that's, uh, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, compressing your limbs in order to keep uh, the blood in your head, that's what keeps you, uh, keeps you conscious as you fly out there faster than a human being could, uh, could survive. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about what happens in a fight. Um, now you already know about when you are, you know, acting in in the uh, the game. You have your goals uh, for scenes and so on. Uh, a crisis scene is basically a, a a an elongated scene, so to speak. Um, we have, you know, a goal. The goal is pretty obviously to you know defend. Uh, Earth from the Venator attackers. Uh, and what we do is we take that on in parts, in objectives, you know, in smaller pieces. In the case of a giant robot fight, what you are going to be doing is looking to defend or preserve, since you are the preservation force, various targets on, you know, the battlefield. Uh, we don't really track like the hit points of enemy units or, or your own hit points or whatever. It's really, do you rescue more of this collateral from the enemy than they can destroy. So if you look at what's on the on the uh, uh, roll 20 screen, you'll see, first of all, we have our beats for the fight. We have nine beats for this fight. So it might go on for quite a while, actually, with three beats for each player. Well, we'll see how that shakes out. So we have nine beats, but you can also see below that I've created a list of targets. So as the three of you go screaming out in that direction, the commander and the rest of uh, of the um, you know of the uh, uh, of the uh, strat strategic forces are explaining to you the situation. Yeah. So there is a an overland convoy heading towards Philadelphia. Um, after the Venn attack, there was a lot of infrastructure damage, and in the end, it was cheaper to just rip up the highways and just turn them into really long gravel paths. So that means that this convoy is a lot of huge, heavy-duty trucks, basically, you know, train cars on, uh, you know, on, on monster truck wheels rolling along you know, these uh, uh, destroyed old highways in order to, uh, to get here. The Venn have keyed in on them, and they've been dropping units from above that are now chasing down after that convoy. Um, the smaller units of the Ven are called the Locust. Uh, they actually come in a lot of different shapes, but they generally have sort of an insect shaped, uh, uh, you know, multiple legs, um, elongated, uh, you know, torso and abdomen. Uh, but instead of a bug's head, instead they have a face with a sort of placid little mask on it. This sort of like human face, like like carved off a Renaissance statue or whatever, just placed there at the head of each one. And of course, there are, you know, plasma weapons and so on, uh, uh, bristling from beneath the plates of their armor. Um, and so a horde of those are now chasing down this convoy. Uh, a few of the targets are sort of, a, a, you notice I have some of the, the targets up towards the top are the ones that are kind of in the most immediate threat of danger. This is what the, the enemy are sort of already focusing in on. As the battle continues, we'll move from target to target, you know, depending on who does what. 
and uh, you know you'll you'll move to defend them or pick another thing to to rescue or so on. Uh, but right now, what uh, command has brought to your attention as being the the highest uh, uh, priority are the air support for this uh, this convoy. I mean, of course they have air support. You know, there's a, a, a VTOL um, ship floating overhead uh, of, of them trying to keep the air clear. Unfortunately, the Venator have uh, what they call wasps, which are, you know, kind of smaller robots, but they are uh, missiles, in effect, that are now floating around through the air trying to uh, get close enough to demolish the VTOL. Um, there's also an escort tank that is lagging toward the back of the convoy, uh, unable to keep up, and two of these, you know, gigantic beetle robots are racing up behind it, tearing up the ground with their, you know, their huge, uh, uh, huge claws, trying to catch it and drag it away. And uh, an escort troop transport is also now stuck at the back of the convoy, so they are in the greatest danger of being wiped out first. So, okay. so uh, yeah, um, a lot going on. Uh, maybe we should uh, divide up what we want to tackle. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like to go for uh, protecting the troops, mm -hmm. um, the troop convoy. Yeah. Um, that's something I'd be interested in. Is that okay? Anybody else have something cooler that they want to do with the troop convoy? All right. Yeah. Uh, what about you two? What do you guys, what do you want to handle? Uh, since um, I have the long range stuff, I might be good at um, helping with air support yeah. so that I can like shoot things out of the sky. Right. Yeah, I can help with that too because I do have flight. So, sure, yeah, you can team up and work on a target together, or you can, you know, separate to work on them. We we went over the teamwork rules last week. Mm -hmm. They you know they work in a similar way. By the way, if you're worried about how quick the convoy is uh, is moving and all that, um, you are you know forty meters tall. You can <laughs> run very fast because you take very big steps. Right. So <laughs> keeping up with one of these driving vehicles is not going to be a problem. Uh, Although I would love to see uh, Salem skating after one at one point. Oh, that's true. I'm sure that'll yeah. come up eventually. It might, it might come up. All right. See the animation. Uh, I think it would be best to divide and conquer at this yeah. juncture. And if stuff starts getting overwhelming, we can like team up. So uh, uh, would uh, do you think Fatima would be better for air support or for the escort? One. Keep in mind, there's wasps, so you, we can narrate that it's a different kind of air fight mm -hmm. that's happening with Fatima. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty flexible with uh, with you know how you choose to engage. A saint can do an awful lot, um, even if you don't know how to throw a punch. The saint knows, and you can kind of just you know visualize it happening, and all of these combat computers and you know and servo units and all that right. stuff will take over and and make it happen. You just kind of have to want to fight and the yeah. saint will uh will want to fight for you and fundamentally it's not like that we're dealing with like minis on a map we're we're talking about how we right. want to move through the beats all right i'm cool with that um all right uh who wants to go cool. first i, I uh, salem maybe like want to you want to take the lead for like suppression fire or whatever yeah it's coming out right yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We have to change our bottom thirds to include an extra name. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to penalize you for it, but I just kind of yeah. want to, uh, you know, point that yeah. out that I think that is a sort of a yeah, feature. Of, I like of it, and I, I think it adds. So I'm going to see if I can squeeze more in me. <laughs> All right. Why don't you go ahead first, Shrike? Okay. Um, I will. Uh, take care of air support then. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm just going to like use my RTMS bow to the Artemis bow to mm -hmm. shoot 
units out of the, the sky to keep them off of the uh, air support. Okay. So uh, as with other situations, we want to see what of your traits are helpful in that. So uh, yeah, you've described yourself shooting. So obviously your, you know, your verb shooting is an important one here. Uh, what other traits are you able to, to use to help with this? Um, I want to sort of like disrupt their attack pattern. So I think disturbing sure. would be uh, a good one. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think another good one could be holistic because I could like take in the whole picture to like decide which ones need shooting down and which ones mm -hmm. need like. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do we ever did we did we acknowledge the cat on stream? <laughs> I don't we know. did not. I am um, at a friend's house and they have a cat and she is very chatty. So sorry for the. the if you noise. if you back the Kickstarter, you get to see the cat. Yes, there you go. There you go. We'll get we'll get photos thousands, of the cat. Thousands. <laughs> All right. Um. So yes. Uh. So Shrike, you detach from your launch unit and uh, sort of drop down the last bit for the superhero landing as you draw your your Artemis bow. Um. As you said, you sort of take in the view of things as the convoy comes barreling toward you. You know, and the the, the trucks start screaming by. All of you can already start to hear the chatter from those vehicles, like the radio comms going back and forth of soldiers, like you know, shouting orders to each other. And even just all this other stuff just kind of uh, uh, washes to you. Like you, you can you can already like you can smell the uh, exhaust from the vehicles, but you can also just sort of like smell the fear of the soldiers, like in that troop transport who are desperately trying to figure out how they can. You know, they're just leaning out the windows, shooting at this huge robot bug that is bearing down on them. Just all of this, you know, this 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 strange experience that the saint brings you. Um, but yes, yeah, so you you drop down with uh, uh, drop down, uh, raise your bow, and begin taking shots at the enemy. Now, one thing to note is the saint itself adds another trait to you. I've been telling you about the super sensory information and these, you know, battle computers and all that stuff going for you. So you picked out three traits, but the saint is another one. So you actually have four dice to roll for this action. Very good. So go ahead and roll four fate dice and let's see how you fare. All right, we got a, a spread here. We got a, a two plus, pluses plus. and two minuses. Yeah, a plus, a plus, a minus, and a minus. Good. All right. So, as with other situations, the first thing we do is we choose the goal result die. Do you get what you want? You know, do you rescue the uh, uh, rescue uh, the you know the uh, uh, air support units by shooting down the wasps around them? Um, and you choose your die for that. Will it be the plus or the minus? I'll take the plus. <laughs> That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yes. So you'll be able to shoot down uh, um, the wasps, as you said, you know, sort of your holistic understanding of the situation, which allows you to fire sort of like without really aiming as much, just kind of like, you know, perceiving and knowing where they will be as, you know, you pull back on the bow, you know, launch arrow after arrow after arrow, just, you know, smacking away these little insect things before they're able to latch onto the hull of the VTOL and explode. So that's good. You have rescued that uh, that target. Um, but we also need to see what is the cost that you potentially have to pay. Um, because you played a plus for the goal, you also get to be the one who picks the cost die. So you use that other plus as your cost, or is a minus going to be, become part of it? 
Um, I'll take the plus. I don't think gaining ego is going to help me right now. Right now. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Besides, a minus means that your uh, saint gets damaged and uh, becomes a target itself. So we might want to hold off on that for a while if we can. Right. So we're going to say the VTOL was rescued. Hooray. And that takes two beats off the uh, crisis scene. So uh, a good, good opening salvo there from Shrike. All right. Now, who do we want to see next? Tigana? Um, I think Mischief, I... you could go. Uh, it makes sense. There's a lot of airplay going on right now. Okay, true. Um, there, there's still things up in the air? Um, there are some wasps that are hovering over just about everything. Uh, the air support VTOL is in the clear, but there are still plenty of things hovering over and uh, threatening the... Um, the uh, uh, troop transport and that escort tank. So you could move to defend either of them, really, and you'll find you'll find targets to hit. Either the uh, you know the wasps buzzing above them, or the you know the large beetle-shaped ones thundering along the remains of the road behind them. I'll trust Tagana to take out the ones on the troop transport, and I'll try to rescue the tank. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The tank is you know swinging its gun back and forth, unable to like draw a bead on these insects, which uh, for all their you know primitive uh, uh, bug-like intensity are still able to just kind of leap aside every time it's able to fire its main gun. Nice. Um, I'm going to come screaming in uh, using my uh, wings to decelerate. Mm -hmm. And as I do, um, basically generating a ball of lightning in my hand. Mm -hmm. And as I come in, I'm just going to smash that into uh, the uh, wasps that are hovering above the tank. Nice, nice. All right. So what uh, what traits are you using, Mischief, in order to do that? You've already got the one, of course, from your saint. I'm using brash and fighting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true, yes, because you're, you're going hand-to-hand -hand with these things. So that's and good. I think that's I can also use protecting. True. Yes, you are. You are moving to defend these. All right. Good. So that's four. That's four dice. We're uh, we're we're in a good in a good shape for this. Uh, so yeah, let's see what we get with those four fate dice. Okay. Uh, one plus one. and three blanks. Mm. All right. So yeah, you're still in good shape there. Um, which die do you want to be your goal? Um, I'm going to go with a blank, actually, because okay. I have enough trouble already. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, a blank, um, yeah, a blank result uh, means that you, you get what you want sort of in a fight what it means is you've defended this target but you haven't like rescued it it's not free from the possibility of attack you, know, you fought over this uh, uh this target uh but it's still potentially on the battlefield and could get hit by a later a later attack okay. uh, it's still going to reduce the the beat count uh just not by two it's going to reduce the beat count by one instead mm -hmm. so that's kind of the the trade-off there the other thing to note is that if it's not a plus, uh, I get to choose uh, the cost die from your, you know, uh, uh, remaining dice there. Oh, tell the cat we love them. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still good with the... Uh, watching the, the stream, Maggie, as I <laughs> for a moment. She is, uh, Cats always take over. <laughs> the internet only exists so that we can all worship cats. <laughs> all right, good. So, um, um so you're still good mischief plus, with uh, the blank. 
Yeah, I'm going to use the plus for myself so that I okay. don't mm -hmm. get a uh, more ego or... Uh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Well, remember, though, I'm, like, I'm no, the one who gets to choose the cost die. Oh, that's right. Okay, and so yeah. you can choose a blank. I could still choose a blank, yeah. Okay. Now, remember, you have ego points, but another thing to note, this is another reason where, where there's no point where saints are different. You have those weapons. The weapons matter to your saint. Your weapons are equipment. They matter to your saint. They aren't traits. They're just ways for you to do things. But okay. there's also a checkbox next to each one. You can uncheck that box and you can what i call use up or burn or whatever that piece of gear and you can use that like an ego point to change uh the die result um you know basically you can force a victory by wrecking your your saint's equipment and i can use an ego point for that too right yeah yeah an ego point will do the same thing it'll also let you turn a die result uh in this case if you yeah if that plus is left behind there you'll spend one and get it right back because of the because of the numbers there. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you'll turn the cost die into a plus, but then with that other plus, you'll gain it right back. Okay. okay. Good. Okay. So yeah, um, you're able to um we kind of did that out of order, but anyway. Uh that's yeah. Right. So using the yeah, using the the using your flight unit, and as you said, you sort of rush through uh, the wasps, wasps with lightning, you know, wreathing your uh, your hands. You're sort of tearing them out of the sky, and they, you know, go skittering and crashing to the ground. Um, you know, you can hear a, a cheer uh, come up from the the escort tank, which is then silenced, however, when another one of those beetles rushes up and sort of sideswipes the thing. Uh, you know, knocking it so it rocks back and forth. Doesn't fall off the road yet. Doesn't get tipped over, but still under threat. Okay, but you stay safe from any danger in doing that so okay our beats are down to six and we need to find out what is happening with tagana so tagana is um beating uh focusing in on the uh, troop transport mm -hmm. who very end of the train most dangerous most uh most at risk but probably least valuable because it's just people as opposed to uh, very expensive equipment, or at least that's the, the math going through Tagana's mm -hmm. head. And being a um, fearless refugee mm -hmm. uh, and is good and can empathize with all the people in that transport who are screaming right now, trying to like futilely trying to get that, those, the, the locusts at bay or like chewing at the side of the, um, the, mm -hmm. the transport. So, uh, he is going to um, uh, leap to the back of the line, avoiding mm -hmm. all the other obstacles, all the other uh, uh, potential targets, mm -hmm. uh, and is going to attempt to pull the uh, transport away from danger and into safety. Mm -hmm. um, like actually physically grab up the transport and move it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think I'm going to move them through the, uh, the shadow gate my cloak oh okay gotcha yeah. so yeah you're going to activate your shadow gate pick up the vehicle and pass it through there all right right that sounds so interesting i'm uh, i'm trying to tag fearless mm -hmm. refugee and empathizing mm -hmm. um possibly There's... deceiving i'm not sure how much we're deceiving the locusts in this it depends on how depends how on how effective it is yeah. yeah i mean you do also get one more for being yeah. so, so I, i'm at four mm -hmm. as of now uh, and I will let me flip over to the um, to the roll. I'm pretty sure it's R D 
uh, F, right? For the uh, R4DF. R4DF. Wow. Ooh. It's the space that I forgot. There he is. Okay. Um, Good roll. You guys are rolling very well tonight. Not bad. (laughs) So far. Right. Yep. Yeah. Plus, plus, blank, and blank. Yeah. So I'm going to use that plus for the goal. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to successfully pull them out. Yep, you pull them out, you pass them through the shadow gate. Uh, you see the uh, the vehicle, well, you know where the vehicle materializes away from the fighting on sort of a side road rolling along. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody on board, uh, uh, you can hear like sort of the, the, the shouts and the, the shock and all that. And you can feel a slight difference in the distance because their radio communications are still coming across nice and clear to everybody else. So you, you being a saint, know the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the added distance of right. where they are now, you know, far enough away that they are out of the immediate attack attack of the Venator though. So they have been rescued. I'm going to move them to the list of stuff that's not under attack right now. Okay. Very nice. And um, what about your cost? You get to choose your cost die. You've got a plus and you've got two blanks. I'm going to go with a plus. All right. Good. So no, no threat or danger to yourself. Yes. um, So the locusts are a little surprised to suddenly have their, their prey just like, you know, snatched up and vanished away from them. Um, they kind of scramble around looking for a target, trying to figure out what to do. Um, again, the locusts have a kind of like insectoid intelligence, which does mean that when they recognize a saint, this gigantic towering thing, I mean, they're about the size of a tank, but I mean, you are 40 meters tall. You are, you know, you're, you're, you're Evangelion unit size. Mm-hmm. So they, they do start to tend to scramble and try to get out from under you <laughs> until they can try and gain some sort of advantage. So they're scrambling around, trying to find something else to attack. Um, all right, so we do have some other targets on here. Uh, it looks like things are going very well for the fight though. You're already down to four beats. So, I mean, you rescue two more things and basically the fight's over, right? You've uh, mm-hmm. you know, you've beaten back the enemy enough that you've dispirited them, They'll, you'll be able to get away. Uh, at the front of the convoy, actually, the lead vehicle is um, what's called a breaker. It's basically a gigantic bulldozer that's there to make sure that there's nothing in the way of this convoy as they're, you know, racing along, uh, uh, you know, unkempt uh, roadways. Um, And there is a uh, um, emergency that uh, uh, goes up from uh, uh, from that uh, vehicle that there is um, debris in front of them. Uh, in fact, that debris seems to be Venator units that in the launch from above crashed down uh, miles ahead of the convoy, sort of creating a, a kind of an ambush. You know, there are craters there that are left in the ground from them. And those locusts are pulling themselves up out of those craters now and kind of, you know, forming up in this line of things. They, the, you know, these ones look sort of like... Um, like uh, uh, crabs, like you know, big pincer claws in front of them that they're raising up to sort of you know form kind of a a blockade that the uh, the bulldozer is racing toward. They don't they don't seem confident that they've uh, got the strength needed to break through that line though. Um, so at the back, the escort tank still getting harassed, um, but at the front, the uh, the breaker is about to crash up against a group of locusts and would really like some help in making sure it can get through that barrier. So how do our pilots, how do our saints wish to uh, act on this? Now, oh, another thing I should point out, there are other potential targets on the board here. You can act 
on one of those now to just sort of pull them out of danger and make sure that they are never, you know, in danger. The, the convoy lead, the convoy heavy one, and the convoy heavy two, those are the, the big trucks, the ones that are loaded up with ammunition and repair parts and, you know, and fuel and all of that extremely dangerous stuff that we're trying to protect. Um, you know, you don't have to wait for me to put them under threat. You can just say, I'm going to go deal with that and, and do it. So what's, uh, what's the plan? Folks. Um, I think I'm going to try and scatter the the locusts in front of the breaker. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I can shoot them from a distance, right? Since I have a long range weapon. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. you'd be having a saint means you can fire this thing really huge distances. It's very it's very good at calculating angles of uh, of deflection and so on. Right. The work of descent is a fun thing for your mind to process right now. So um, I am going to, uh, I think I'm going to fire off um, some uh, arrows from my bow to mm -hmm. basically like, I want to scatter the beetles, make them get out of the way of the convoy. Sure. Uh, so I think that would probably be like holistic and disturbing and shooting again. I think that'll work. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of like going on, on, you know, your sense of where they are without even a direct line of sight. I mean, you can be sort of firing indirectly in order to, to hit them, which, uh, yeah, having the holistic senses of the saint does assist mm -hmm. that. Um, good. Does anybody want to join in on assisting Shrike with that, or do you think Shrike's got it handled? This will be four dice for you, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and Shrike... an assistant does what again? Uh, assist means you uh, roll a single die that you can then give to the other pilot, like... uh, uh, you know, to replace one of their bad dice. Um, they can choose not to take it. So, you know, it might actually just be a little boon for you, or it might be a, a problem for you if, uh, you know, if you roll poorly. Um, but the idea yeah. behind it is that, you know, if you don't trust that Shrike will, you know, will get good dice from this, then you can say, look, here's one that you can have instead of one of your own. Uh, I'm pretty Shrike's confident. Probably got it. Yeah. Yeah. Covered. Yeah. 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 Hear that Shrike? They're, they're all pulling for you. How'd you roll? Let's, let's see. <laughs> Oh, plus blank, blank, blank. Yeah, you're you're good. You're good. Yeah, you got fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Excellent. Uh, what is the gold eye from here? Um. So if I pick the the zero, mm -hmm. uh, then I get what I want, but with a consequence. Essentially, is that how it works? Well, you in the case of a fight like this, what you do is you you protect your target, but you don't rescue the target. Okay. You know, the target is not destroyed. If if it were a minus, your tar the target would be destroyed. It would be taken for the enemy. Um, right. So sort of, it, it it stays on the board. It's sort of it's still under threat, but you have preserved it for now. Um, and, you know, and it does tick a beat off the clock. So it does move you toward the point where the enemy like runs out of steam and gives up. Um, but it, uh, you know, <clears throat> it also means that you don't have control over the cost die. 
It's only when you play a plus that you get to choose the cost die. Otherwise, that's up to me, the game director, to you know to decide what your what you have to pay for it. Right. So I think I'll take the plus for my gold die. Probably yeah. a good, good safe bet there. Yep. All right. Mm -hmm. Good. So we take the plus for your goal, meaning you with those arrows effectively scatter the uh, uh, the uh, um, the locust units. They you know stumble aside as explosions rain down among them, and the uh, breaker uh, bears down towards the center of that crater and then smashes across the edge of it. You know, uh, uh, collapsing uh, the um, you know the broken pavement back down and, and smoothing it out enough that the convoy uh, vehicles are able to keep up behind it. Um, yeah, so they are clear of that threat. We're going to move the breaker over to the list of stuff you have rescued. Our beat count is going to go down. And yeah, we're 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 getting we're getting uh, close to to the end of the fight, right? That's great. Uh, so your yeah. cost, so your cost die. Let's talk a little bit about this because you only have blanks left for your cost die. Now, what is a blank cost die in a fight? In the world of human beings, that's an angst or angst. I always say that wrong. An angst point in the world of human beings. In the world of the saints, you have a thing called id. Id is the you know the, the reptile brain it's the parts of the saints that's doing all that stuff like you know uh, um aiming weapons and and uh, uh you know uh, uh, receiving all this super sensory information and all that kind of stuff there's parts of the brain of the saint that are not yours and if they start to feel you know uh, uh, frustrated or whatever then there's an increase in id as long as id stays below your ego, you're fine. But when id gets higher than ego, the saint's sort of built-in mind starts to try and seize control away from the human pilot mind. So, you know, this is the problem of two brains in one body. One of them with the agenda of I'm going to save the world and the other one with the agenda of being, I remember that I was a death machine created for the destruction of everything, and you guys stuck your head in here and started telling me what to do. So we, we want that we want that voice to stay quiet if we can help it. <laughs> so uh, a blank would give you a point of id. Oh, and here's another thing. Here's something I should have mentioned right away. Um, those of you who had angst coming into the situation, that should be added to your id. That transferred over from your human experience to the machine's experience. So, Noah, you already have one point of id for that mm -hmm. angst that you were carrying around before. And uh, Salem, you don't I have any... I transferred energy. it to id already. Oh, you did already? Okay. So, one more id. Interesting. So if you gain one more id from this blank, then where is that compared to your ego? It'll be higher than my ego. It'll be higher than your ego. Okay. So <laughs> the good news is you can hang on. The bad news is if it were to go up again, you would not be able to hang on. So nice. do you want to take that blank die result have your id rise and have it be higher than your ego. You can spend, uh, well, if you spend a point of ego, if you're I kind of in the same situation. Ego, now, you yeah. could spend your equipment. Spending your equipment will let you change right. 
the roll results. So you could decide, all right, I've fired my bow too many times. It's burned out. I'm going to toss it aside in order to defend myself from whatever. And then, you know, you'll be able to, to turn that, that die roll because that's the item that you said you were using. So, you know. Right. I think I'll do that. I'll, mm -hmm. um, so I fire off all these shots and I've basically taken out like a whole bunch of their things uh, from a distance. So I think some of the wasps like swarm me up close and I have to bat them off with the bow, which damages it. I like that. That's good. That's very good. Okay. So yeah, your cost is blank, but then you have spent the bow, destroyed it in order to get rid of them in order to turn that up to a plus. So no, no negatives other than the loss of your equipment. Cool. All right. So we are down to one, uh, 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 to two beats left. The escort tank is the one that's under assault right now. There still are those convoy vehicles. I mean, it looks like this is going to be a quick, easy fight. You guys will be done and back in time for dinner. Oh, wait. There are alarms sounding in the distance. And uh, very quickly, that information is relayed to you through the, uh, uh, you know, the auspices of the saint's mind and the high-tech machinery of, uh, of the preservation force. They are detecting a signal coming in from above. It is another Venn uh, signature. And it doesn't take them too long before they resolve exactly what it is and are able to start sending you images of this comet shrieking down out of the sky, just you know, basically falling like an asteroid, just flames billowing and you know, this huge trail of smoke following after it uh, as it gets closer and closer uh, uh, to you, uh, aiming down and, and turning in its flight path like it's going to crash down right in the middle of you if it can do so. Your saint senses immediately pull your attention into it. And you can see that streaking uh, 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 blast of fire with a smoke reading out of it. In the center of it, you see a face, a just smiling, placid, statuesque face ringed by other smaller heads. Also, that same, like, you know, that same bland, benign expression uh, on their faces until it recognizes you. Its aim shifts ever so slightly so that it's now, you know, uh, uh, aiming to fly right down in the middle of the three of you. Its eyes, all 12 of them, open wide and start to burn with another, you know, with, with blue flames. And all of its six mouths hang open. And now, in addition to the, the roar of the flame and the, the, the screaming of, uh, uh, of the wind, now you start to hear this horrible electronic uh, uh, um, howling, just coming at you up and down the frequencies in all directions, you know. Nobody on the convoys can hear each other anymore because it's just all of the radio frequencies are jammed with this just cacophonous noise being sung by this thing as it screams down to crash in among you. The, uh, uh, the Saints computers recognize this as a Magnus unit named Mastima, it is Dominion rank. Um, Magnus are the, you know, the giant terror weapons. They are basically what saints were before the saints sort of had their wings clipped and were, you know, turned into uh, uh, the weapons of, of Earth. Um, they come in three different ranks. And Dominion is the second rank. So what that means is 
I am going to put five beats back on the clock because this thing taking it on is going to be difficult. Another important thing to note about uh, uh, about dealing with Magnus is that it um, also um, is harder to hit. Well, well, we'll get to that, I guess, when you try and act against it. And it gets to pick a target of its own. So it is now going to land on the lead convoy vehicle, a truck full of ammunition and explosives and so on. That is now the target that this comet has directed itself towards, so that it can crash down in the middle of the three of you, creating as much damage as it possibly can. And the escort tank is still getting harassed at the same time. <laughs> so, all right. Looks looks like we're going to go into extra innings, or yeah. tune in next week. We'll see. But let's uh, let's see what happens in this first clash, at least. Uh, so Tiamat's. I'm sorry, Tiamat. I don't even know my own name. Uh, uh, Tagana. I literally have to think of the book. Great book. Tagana is. Um, going to uh, use their Tiamat, that's why I said it, the Tiamat Missile Array mm -hmm. to um, basically make cover fire. I just want to distract mm. the creature. I want to make it uh, confuse the air. where everything is. Yeah. Kind and of like flak, just putting up a curtain of fire. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Flak, but with missiles. Like <laughs> actual missiles, because it's yes. necessary uh, in an attempt to trick uh, it and get the uh, convoy out of the way so they mm -hmm. can make their escape. I am going to uh, use refugee, uh, mm -hmm. deceiving, mm -hmm. and uh, fearless. I'm just going to throw myself right into the battle. And, uh, of course, the fourth dive for... Um, for the saint. Good. For the saint. So yeah. let me quickly mischief, do that. Are you, uh, mischief, are you... Are you uh, um, here are a couple of things you could do, Mischief. Actually, you could um, back up to Ghana, being an assistant on this action. You could also work on rescuing the escort tank if you would prefer that be your thing or you can pull another one of these convoy vehicles into the mix sort of saying like i move to protect that one from this uh from this monster you know as a uh, as a potential uh, uh option there so it's uh, it's kind of up to you i just want to make sure that we know what mm -hmm. your interests are before we let tagana roll the dice in case you want to be helping out uh i'm not going to help tagana i think tagana's got this again okay Mm -hmm. cool. um, yeah, so far I've been playing it that that uh, I'm not stepping in to help until we start failing, and yeah. then yeah, then okay, that's, that's that's probably a good a good idea. All right, so you've rolled those dice. Now, Ooh. let me tell you about that other thing about Magnus. Um, when you're when you have a trouble on your um, on your pilot, we talked about what trouble is last time. You know, mm -hmm. you have a disadvantage at a situation. That disadvantage is that I get to choose what your goal die is in that encounter, in that action. So Magnus are kind of the ultimate weapons. Everything that you can do, they can do a little bit better because they're not held back by things like mercy or human frailty, you know, or anything like that. So just about any action you take against a Magnus is done from a place of trouble. So I am going to be choosing your gold die for this action. <laughs> and you get a great choice. Oh, I, I rolled got a, I've two got a negatives. Fun choice 
Yep. A blank and a positive. Ooh. Yes, yes. So yes, a plus, uh, uh, a blank, and two minuses. So obviously, I'm going to take one of the minuses because I want to crush that. I want to see that explosion. I want to see this, you know, this thing fly out of the sky, land in that truck, and just crush it into oblivion. Um, you can stop that by either, you know, you have a couple options. If you've got an ego point to spend, you could spend an ego point. You've got your Tiamat missiles. You can check them off and say, okay, I emptied them out to do this. You could do both of those things and turn that minus into a plus if you want to, but that means you can't do that for anything else this action. In the course of an action, you could spend one point of ego and one point of equipment, either on the same die or uh, one on the goal, one on the cost. Oh, I like that. I am going to do both. I am. I'm going to take an e. Mm -hmm. I'm losing. Uh, spending a point of ego. Mm -hmm. So basically, as the missiles arc out and they're about mm -hmm. to make a bunch of uh, uh, stra uh, stra uh, strafe, strafe. Uh, to, no, what is it called? Um, flak. Flak. That's what I'm flak, looking for. Yeah. Bunch yeah. of flak. Um, mm -hmm. The it looks like those missiles are about to hit mm -hmm. the, the thing I'm trying to protect. So yeah. instead, I'm just focusing on as whatever direction I can make the muscles move, the, the missiles move, and they do. Mm -hmm. uh, but I exhaust my missile array; it's completely mm -hmm. out. Uh, yep. So I'm going to turn that into a positive. Right. And does it count? So now it counts as a positive. That means that I get to pick positive. the. The right. Cost, right, right. You get okay. to choose the cost die. So now, left to you, you have a yeah, plus, a yeah. blank, and a minus. So yeah, I'm definitely with them. that plus. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I almost ended up killing those people, but uh, exhausted myself and saved them. Yep. But in the cover of explosions is enough to distract the Magnus to lead it off from its target to do whatever. So that rather than crashing down on that lead convoy vehicle, it shoots underneath it as it hits the ground. Uh, still coming down like an like you know like a meteorite, like just mm -hmm. you know, just blasting explosion debris firing up into the air and raining down in all directions. All the other vehicles are like swerving madly to try and get around this thing and avoid it. I mean, it hits the ground like it breaks itself, mm. but that's not the kind of thing that stops a Magnus. Uh, you know, like the smoke hasn't even cleared before it's already like up and thrashing around and like spinning around and looking for for targets. Now that you can see it up close, you know, it has those those six heads, but it also has like four pairs of wings, um, you know, six uh, arms that all end in long grasping claws. All of those mouths are screaming and shrieking at all times as it's just looking around for the next thing that it can that it can attempt to destroy, which is probably that escort tank since uh, he's stuck at the back of all this and unfortunately is the last one to arrive at the impact of the magnus so uh mischief are you still uh uh gonna see what you can do to keep that tank yep. from being uh, destroyed i am all right what can you do in order to keep that tank from being destroyed i'm gonna use brash fighting and protecting mm-hmm mm-hmm so As you're coming I in close you're like coming right in close. right into the magnus's face all right so let's good, good. four dice. All right, let's see what we get. You are still in trouble because this thing is still in, uh, in fighting trim. Three blanks and a minus. Okay, oh. three blanks and a minus. Well, I mean, I've got to choose the minus because it's the Magnus. If it isn't able to destroy something, it's going to be very upset with me. 
So I'm going to take the minus for uh, uh, the gold die. You can buy that up with an ego point or uh, with, uh, you know, by, by burning up a piece of gear or both to make it a plus. Uh, I used an ego point earlier, so that means I can't do it again, right? Um, no, you, you, can, you can do it again. Uh, it's just in one roll of the dice. Oh, one roll of the dice. Yeah, yeah. In one, in one uh, um, what's the word for this? One task, one yeah, one roll of the dice. You can spend one point of ego and use one point of of gear, one piece of gear. Okay, so I'm going to use uh, my ego and I'm going to use my interposing shield, mm -hmm. and I'm going to burn up the interposing shield as as it comes down on that convoy. I mm -hmm. just get right directly in front of it, mm -hmm. with the shield up, and the shield, and it just bears me down to the ground, nice. uh, shattering the shield as it does. All right. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so you, it, it, it smashes the shield, knocks you down onto the ground. Um, that is a plus for the goal, though. So you have rescued that tank. It speeds away to safety, uh, uh, rushing from the uh, explosions and, and demolition of everything. Um, your cost die, however, must be a blank because there is nothing else left That's for right. you, and you've already spent stuff to buy it up. So that is a point of id on your saint um, from the horrible indignity being slammed into the ground from the, uh, uh, you know, the, the damage that's been, been done to you there by that. Um, All right. But you, but yeah, I you have, have two e target. So I still have two okay. ego. So it's not higher than my ego. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Good. Yep. Yeah. As long as your, your, it is not higher than your ego. You're in, in good shape. Uh, Shrike is the one who, who might have some problems later. Right. All right. Well, um, I think we're at time, though, so that we might this might have to be a to be continued as we try All and right. finish up this fight against this thing. I don't know. That's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed a lot. Oh, I can't believe things turned around for us. We were doing so well. <laughs> you're still doing well. You're just you're, you're wrecking all your equipment. That's that's you know I I usually consider that a good. That's a good mech fight. I mean, one of my, one of, you know some of my favorite mech fights are ones where, um, like in in Eva, like there's always like empty the gun, throw it away, grab up a rocket launcher. They always do that thing. Yeah. In Gundam, always, always, always empty the gun, throw it, away, grab another one. I finally figured out why that is. It's so they can sell you models. Yeah, definitely. It's the accessories. I was about to say. Yeah. 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 You yep. gotta, yes. <laughs> they gotta show off all the excess. If they won the fight with just the, the laser gun, they couldn't also sell you the sword and the mm -hmm. axe and the option unit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> so this is my my tribute. Yeah. Well, speaking of selling you the sword and the axe and the accessories, go to robotcall.info, find out information about the Kickstarter, or probably in the link to the video and podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, and back this game so that you can see it uh, come to life and play along with us. This is a lot of fun. All right, I'm excited. I hope, um, I, I, I'll be honest, I wanted to assist once today, and it was just throwing some sort of severed head into the air so that Mischief could spike it into somebody else. I think we still got time. We still have time. I don't want to push it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying too hard, I know. But yes, it's great. All right. See everyone uh, next Monday at our regular time. Next Monday. See you All then. Right. Bye. Bye.
Hey there, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Dungeon Not Included. If you did, please tell a friend and leave us a five-star review and encouraging comments on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help spread the word for new shows like ours. You can follow the latest from the Dungeon Not Included crew on Twitter at DNI Crew and over at Facebook at Dungeon Not Included or at our home on the Nonproductive Network at non-productive.com forward slash DNI Crew where you can find articles, character sheets, and Patreon exclusives as well as our latest episodes. Thanks! This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.